There's only one thing worse than being able to see the dead, and that's having to listen to them. They're so whiny. Why me? I'm too young to die. Why didn't I go to the doctor earlier? When Brenda saw her first ghost, she thought she was going crazy. The final destination in a year-long descent into hell that had seen her marriage, her career, her home of six years, all disappear in the messiest of messy divorces. Other wives got alimony. Brenda got dead people. And to make matters worse, her lying, cheating ex-husband wasn't one of them. Now, four years on, she did her best to ignore them, busying herself with whatever task she could find while waiting for them to leave. That was one good thing about the dead. They never stayed for long. They drifted in, complained, then faded. Except this one. She'd been in Brenda's kitchen since before breakfast. Just standing there by the fridge door, a translucent mouse of a woman, mid-fifties, pinched features, short brown hair, and wearing what looked like an ankle-length dressing gown. She'd watched in silence as Brenda ate her solitary breakfast and watched a recording of her favorite daytime soap, the so bad it was addictive, the rich, the spoiled, and the surgically enhanced. And all through that, the ghost hadn't said a word. Even when Celeste, who last week had become a lesbian, discovered that Geraldine, her new partner, was actually her father, who'd had to have a sex change ten years earlier when he'd been forced into the witness protection program following his wife's murder by the albino mafia. Or was that the Albanian mafia? It was difficult to tell in the excitement. Celeste was screaming so loud and Brenda's coffee had gone down the wrong way. But the ghost hadn't reacted at all. Not to Celeste or the choking Brenda. She just hung there, impassive and staring, and exuding an odor that Brenda euphemistically named Freshly Dug. That was another thing about ghosts, the slightly musty, slightly sweet smell they sometimes brought with them. Brenda had to keep a can of air freshener handy at all times. Well, snapped Brenda, gathering up her cup and bowl from the table. Are you going to say something, or are you just going to stand there all day? The ghost said nothing. She didn't even flicker. Her empty black eyes followed Brenda from the table to the sink. Then, as Brenda was stacking the washing up, the woman spoke. He's coming for you next! Brenda swung round in surprise. Who? But the woman had gone. No wisp of fading ectoplasm, no shimmering patch of air. Nothing. Until Brenda turned to face the sink again and almost jumped across the room. The ghost was in her sink. Well, half in her sink. The woman was standing there as though the sink didn't exist, her feet presumably on the floor while her torso rose out of Brenda's washing up. He's going to kill you like he killed me! Gone were the ghost's empty eyes and impassive face. She spat the words out. He's been watching you for weeks! Who? The ghost turned her head to one side. I can hear him coming. The corners of her mouth curled up in a hint of a smile, a far from pleasant one. Her face swung back to challenge Brenda. Run! Get out while you can! There was no warmth in the warning, just hostility. Brenda folded her arms. I'm not going anywhere until you tell me- You're not listening! The ghost stabbed an ethereal hand at the back door. 
This is your last chance. Open that door and run. Brenda stayed where she was, arms folded and determined not to say another word. She'd experienced enough ghostly histrionics over the past four years. Some spirits were angry and confused. Others were just plain angry. And the more you responded, the crazier they became. A look of contempt settled over the woman's face. Don't say I didn't warn you. And with that, she vanished.